any product that comes with the intention of just purely making money eventually flats out and falls down along the way. Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Welcome to another edition of your personal branding podcast show. And this particular edition, we, we have one of the experts in Ghana area of brand communication and creative direction. We have Dennis Gauga. Dennis, welcome to the podcast show. Thank you very much, Mike. I just want to share your experience into creative design and brand and your story, your journey so far in Ghana. Okay. Um, well, I wouldn't say I'm an expert just yet, but I'm still on the journey of self-discovery and um, still on learning. So, well, um, that's, that's why I'll take it. <laughs> but um, I'm really honored to have worked on um uh, privileged to have worked with all these brands before. I mean, it's provided a very um, sound background to my knowledge in brands and um, has improved who I am today and increased my knowledge in brands. And um, I'm, so that I'm really, I'm really grateful. I started my journey um, right after school, after KNUSD. I think during school, I did a lot of um, attachments uh, with, with several companies and uh, one such company found me quite useful to what they uh, wanted to do which was um, experiential marketing and uh, or below the line activity for Nestle. So Top Dog had me on and during the holidays I'll go there do some design support for their events, design um, what do you call them? Um, uh, stands, you know, merchandise materials to support the activations and, and the likes. And that was my beginning of, of branding because then there were guidelines that one had to follow in doing these things. I mean, these were already established brands. So it started from that point on and um, yeah, we progressed. I, we did the very first um, Nescafe African Revelation show. We traveled all over Ghana and um, it was quite successful. Um, we discovered prior and Muta through that process and I also made my own um, discoveries as well in terms of design. Then I moved on to originate Saatchi and Saatchi as a senior designer. But really quickly, I think I moved to art director within a year. And um, I was on MTN, and then I moved on to the Guinness account. So um, I was art director on the Guinness account. And I had a team I worked with both here and um, Saatchi, South Africa. So... Um, yeah, and um, a few other brands as well came along the way. There are quite a number. I've, I've, I've lost counts, but um, yeah. Then right afterwards, I moved to brand communications where I think my knowledge in brands deepened and widened because um, though the company originally is in London and then we have satellite offices in Accra and um, Lagos and quite recently um, Abidjan. And um, with a design team up there in London, um, they kind of opened my understanding to branding to a very different level. And um, that's this so far, I would say, yeah, this is quite interesting. It's been quite an interesting journey. Um, I kind of 
discover, discovering, I mean, with at Brand Communications, our primary focus really is to grow African brands to world-class standards. Um, one example would be Apple Bank, which we have handled for uh, quite a number of years, since 2008. I joined in 2010 and um, been part of the process of positioning and branding um, Apple Bank to be that African, wholly African-grown um, international branch that we want. We want. Uh, it's, it's been quite an interesting process, and I see quite a few other uh, corporate institutions also following suit. Um, people within the industry are also sort of aligning themselves with international um, branding um, tenets, if, if I should say. Yeah. Well, when you talk about branding, sometimes people think it's just a company, it's just a local. So what is your understanding of your experience from all these phases work with the brands, branding in general? What does it really market with African mind? Yeah, um, I, I, I tend to smile or laugh sometimes when um, I, I hear people saying, oh, we do branding, we do branding. And most of the time, um, what I get out of them is that, okay, we have, we, we design a logo for a company and then right from there we have the company colors and therefore from that point on we start the branding process, be it uh, branding on cars or billboards, it's all part of branding, but we have come to understand branding is a very thought-through process of owning a position in somebody's mind. They are literally selling a perception, selling a, a concept to someone. I like to break it down in very simple terms to people I speak with. Um, not because I think they are, <laughs> they are dull, but um, it's, it's the best way um, I, I put it across. If I came to someone, um, I met someone at first, and I want to be that person's friend, I want to win that person's trust, because I like that person, I need that person in my company. What I need to let the person know is who I am. And so I, in the way I dress, the way I speak, my mannerisms and all that, I total sum of who I am. And that is what I sell across to the person, so the person believes in me. And so consistently over time, if I continue to behave that way, the person understands who I am and that's how friendships are formed. But any particular day I behave otherwise, the person says, hey, are you okay? Is something wrong with you? This is the basis on which brands are built. If um, a company comes to me and says, okay, well, this is a whole brand building process. We are sort of creating various little things that we can identify with a product. That at the end of the day, a consumer says, I know this product because they are like this. And it's all those behavioral traits that we put across to the consumer. That's the process of branding. So if we say uh, Coca-Cola, we know that Coca-Cola is red. They speak a certain language. Um, they have a consistent way of showing their fish walls. And so there are very little things or, or little elements that all come together to form the Coca-Cola brand. And that is what makes us believe that brand. So it goes beyond, it goes way beyond just um, designing a logo and splashing it across any platform you find. But each platform 
or um, channel to the consumer has a unique way of speaking to the consumer. So you really need to build your, your communication messages or your branding process properly so that each channel speaks appropriately to, to the consumer. I don't know if I, I put it well in that context. So it, so it means that there are lots of facets to you, the whole branding idea, not being just a logo, that's one part, not the communication, the colors, all these form the whole entity of a brand. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Now this brings me to this brings me to um, what um, I described to a friend some time ago. Um, we have, assuming we have three tomato sellers on the street, or a string of tomato sellers, and we want to brand one of them, like we we tend to to use in our parlance here. So tomato seller A wants to be different from all the other tomato sellers. And so she has a peculiar way of dressing. She speaks to her consumers in a particular way. And when the consumers come, she adds value to what she sells and says, hey, these tomatoes are from Ada, so they're very good for soups and stews. Or these tomatoes are from Burkina Faso, store them this way. So you build credibility with the consumer, and the consumer says, hey, i like to buy tomatoes from this particular woman because she's different. And so she sets herself totally apart from all the other people. So she goes beyond just being a product, but she becomes a brand. She becomes a, she becomes, she stands for something you want to, to, to constantly go and, um, and patronize. So um, it goes beyond just uh, finding a logo and splashing it across across things and all that. It's it's a whole process. So if I started from developing a logo, I'm developing an identity. I'm not just literally developing a logo for you. An identity is is, is a collection of so many little facets that come together to form who you are. And all of those things should tell a very truthful story of who you are. If um, I sold gold watches, how I come across to you would be the way you would perceive the quality of the item I sell to you. So if I came dressed immaculately in a suit, tie, clean shoes, and a, a good briefcase, it's quite, it's very possible, it's very plausible that you would believe that what I'm selling to you is pure gold. But if I came to you, and those are the various elements that make up person who sells to you, the various little elements, the nice suit, the way he speaks to you, how he smells, and all that. Those are the little facets that come together to build a brand. So I wouldn't, if I was designing a brand for children or babies, definitely I wouldn't use a strong red color, I wouldn't use a strong black color, I wouldn't use all these colors, fonts, tone of voice. Um, imagery, they all come together to form a brand. So depending on who you're speaking to, these little assets, or yeah, we call them brand assets, have to be carefully thought through. And also the business idea behind the brand is also what differentiates the brand from brand A or brand B. So the branding process actually starts from your business plan, really. It starts from what you want to do and what you set out to do, because probably there are many more people who do what you do. So what is it that differentiates you from that person? 
then when that vision is put across, the designer or the brand designer takes it up and says, okay, you are, you are this different. And so that should come across in your colors, your fonts, your way of speaking. That is also one thing that we, we take for granted here. The tone of voice is also very, very critical. It, 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 it tells who you are. So if you're a very aggressive brand, it, it comes in the way you speak. If you're a brand, a brand that, you know, puts its message across jokingly, then also that consistently has to come across like a Nando's. All Nando's ads are funny ads. So you can't be a serious brand today and then tomorrow, or you're speaking funny. And then the next day you are romantic. Um, there's something called creative dissonance. Um, people would automatically switch off without making that conscious choice to switch off, but they just don't believe you anymore. You're not credible anymore. So it's, it's way, way deeper than just a logo and um, a few colors. Well, a lot of things are coming up here. Uh, firstly, can you walk us through the typical process you and your company takes a client through if they want to go into the whole brand? And so a company, uh, let's, let's use the same example, want to go into tomato packaging or tomato paste, and yeah. they want to brand themselves. Uh, what are some of the typical questions or processes you, you walk them through to establish a credible, authentic, or maybe looking for a world-class uh, brand? Okay. All right. So, um, first thing we'll do is look at the competitive environment, um, where you want to sell, um, how long or what's, what's the reach, 5, 10, 15, 20 year um, vision for your company, where do you want to go? Because then that gives you um, the start. If you want to jump 5 meters, you know how much strength you need to jump with. If you're going to jump 2 meters, you know how much strength you need to jump with. So. We, we need to scope that out and find out what really, you, what, what your vision for the company is, where you want to sell, who you want to compete with. Now that gives us a very good idea of the playground you're going to play in and where your competitive space is. So if it's tomato paste, um, let's say you're going to compete against the Jinos and, and uh, um, the Tom Toms and the rest. But you are, you are too, you are, exactly, Obapa. But you are a Ghanaian brand. Well, we know Obapa is packaged outside and brought in. But this time, let's say you are a wholly Ghanaian brand. So what's the reason to believe that your stuff is good? Then we start looking at all these things. All right, so within the competitive space, we look at all that. Now, how do you want to sell your, your brand. I'm probably not a tomato um, expert or a tomato, um, have a tomato company, but um, maybe I would say our tomatoes are organic, natural, right? Because most of the tomatoes brought in are, well, we, we don't know the sources and all that, all these chemical, chemical stuff. So our big selling proposition is that, okay, it's, it's, it's purely natural and organic. And it's from here. So we start looking at all these things. We look at your strat we look at strategy, how to enter the markets and how to capture the hearts and minds of the, the Ghanaian consumer. So we profile the Ghanaian consumer, what his aspirations are, how they cook, what they cook with. And we, we look at ways to rope them all in. So even before we start thinking locals, we're even thinking a larger picture. 
Now, when we, we, we distill all that, we look at the competitive space, we look at strategy and all that, and we have a very good strategy document crafted out. Then we go into design, and we look at doing a differentiating, very differentiating design for you. Looking at, uh, well, of course, it starts with the logo, your colors, um, uh, probably a visual language that um, will, will develop for your brand, so that consistently over every uh, channel, you can be identified easily. So we look at products out there and see how differently we can design yours. And then when we when we do that, how do we express that design in, in communication? That's, that comes to advertising. So branding actually starts before advertising comes in. So um, we look at our tone before, we look at how we want to speak to our target market, which way are we speaking to them? Are we um, are we telling them that, okay, because it's, it's, it's a healthy option, then that also has a way of speaking. If it's if it's that we want to really disrupt, and we're saying, okay, we are the new kid on the block, forget everybody else. And then that becomes a different way of speaking, a different manner of speaking. And we're probably speaking to... So if, if we profile the mothers and those who are, like, people who cook, if we profile them well, then we know how we're going to speak to them. So we design communication to that effect, and uh, we look at ways of roping them, roping everybody in, in terms of activations, in terms of um, uh, very interesting, um, what do you call them, um, other programs that that would get people hooked onto the brand, or would, would have good brand report. That's that's basically the process. It's it's about um, telling a very human story because it's. Whatever product you're selling, you sell to human beings. So you need to tell a very honest, transparent, frank story to them. You're just not shoving a product in their faces, but you're just actually connecting with them and telling them that, look, I know you. And this, I think, is going to be a good part of your life. So that's, that's essentially, that's, that would be a process, one of the processes that, or a process that would, would go through when we're designing for a brand. So let's look at some of the mistakes or blunders people I mean, do commit in the area of branding their businesses locally. Mm. Um, what I tend to see, um, well, Branding 101, um, there's, there's, this, there's this book by, what's in the name, but it's Immutable Laws of Branding. The basic thing about um, coming up with a brand is focus. What I've noticed about um, companies here is, is, is we easily get swayed by what competition is doing or what trends. Trends are good to follow, but it all has to align with the vision and focus of your brand. You know, so we, we, we tend to lose focus easily. Um, we're doing one thing. We come up with um, uh, a product like uh, Heaven Mosquito Coil. And before I know it, we've extended the brand all the way to Pure Water. And I'm wondering, okay, the, the association that comes with Heaven Mosquito Coil is what one carries along to um, the Pure Water. And the two associations are really not very good. It doesn't help your brand. And so you start the business and you realize it's not doing well. But you think that you're carrying brand equity from one brand because it did well to the other. And it's, it's one big 
this thing that um, many companies here do because they have a successful business and so because of that they just dash off and then start some other thing under the same name it necessarily might, might not work and it's one big plan that that's, um, I've noticed that companies do two I've spoken about tone of voice um, it's something I've noticed um, I, I commented about some time ago um, that I've noticed banks are doing now so one bank comes across and does a, a single long jingle, which works, which worked pretty well for them, judging from well the direction they were coming from, um, who they were speaking to, and even the person who composed it. And so it, it, it fits a certain model for the bank, and it fits within their personality. Then all of a sudden, some other bank that is positioned very differently or has different clientele or has very different um, a set of um, operating parameters also starts doing a single long jingle and you realize it's I'm sure quite a few of our listeners have, have had those things before and you realize oh, this is not going well at all you know and so you, you, you realize that okay you have a very different way of speaking somebody who grew up in Ghana for so many years, suddenly walks up to you and starts speaking an accent. You, you start disbelieving the person because that is not how the person speaks. So brands also have that type of um, thing going on. If, if there's a, an established way a brand speaks and all of a sudden, because all other brands are singing along, you also want to jump into the fray. You, you're hitting yourself in the foot. And it's one thing that I've seen Ukrainian brands do, which I, <laughs> I I cringe when I listen to it on radio sometimes. Yeah, and um, and also another thing I've noticed is consistency. So there's a visual style. If I pick the Guinness art anywhere along, across the world, they have established a visual style that um, they they do their communications with. So is this toned down, nice, sepia, very masculine, grungy type of imagery, no matter what they're communicating, even if it's Valentine, something as soft as Valentine, they maintain the integrity of the visual style. Then, and so it's something over here as well, I tend to see a lot of inconsistencies. In. So bank A, bank B, bank C, same visual style. Uh, product A, product B, product C, because the other person is doing it this way, I think it's the safest route. The client goes like it's the safest route. Let's go that way. Or the designers also think, hey, I've seen this before. This is familiar. You know, there's one bank, I think Diamond Bank, that's taking a very ballsy move by doing pure illustrations. I kind of respect that. Over time, they would have entrenched themselves or carved themselves that position and that way of communicating, which would be very different from everybody else. So these are the three main things that I've noticed brands or companies in Ghana are doing wrongly in terms of branding. It's a very, very disciplined art. We need to be very consistent at what you do. You need to define it, of course, using all the proper design rules. Design 101 has to apply. You can't be doing funny drop shadows and all these um, desktop publishing styles, but you need to have a very world-class design basics nailed down first 
And then, of course, then you move on to the disciplined art of communicating your, or putting your communication through all the channels consistently and in a very disciplined fashion. That those are the things that uh, I, I, I tend to see in our market. So the, we see that most of, most local brands uh, seem to copy um, from, from foreign products or even trends or even locally just com comparing and competing among themselves. Looking at the way forward, can we still have companies or local brands competing internationally? Yes. I, I seriously believe so. Um, one such baby of mine, um, Yumi Yogurt. Um, I, I was approached by a colleague, friend of mine from tech to, to add something different to his brand. And so we started the experiment. I mean, he didn't have money then. He was operating from a one container shop and he had all his bottling and his pasteurizing machines and all that in there. And, I took a look at his product. His product was good, tasted really good. Mm. And judging from the guy's vision, Steven's vision, he's, he really wanted to go very far with his, with his brand or the product at the time. And so, okay, so I, I went, I took a visit to the retail outlets and uh, to, to open markets and I realized, okay, all the other yogurts look the same. They all look the same. And so I said, okay, we need to look very different from everybody else. And if we eventually want to sell across the West African sub-region and eventually as, as well outside, which he does, um, we need to look different. And so I started with a rebrand program for him. I mean, we have not done much communication out there, but, I mean, it's become a household name, and we're currently working to get themselves out there through more communication. But by doing very differentiating design, that alone has launched him really, really far. I mean, right now, currently, he's building a complex on a four-acre facility, and a really huge, a very, very huge facility. And so um, good design does differentiate, and it has the potential to take Ghanaian brands very far. I mean, this is a brand that over six, eight years now has grown exponentially. I mean, really, really, really big. And I feel, and I know, I mean, of course, I know very well through first-hand experience that um, good branding will and has a very big role in, in, in um, launching Ghanaian brands into that space that they desire. It's just the discipline and, and the, um, the boldness to take on that to take on that challenge. Clients are usually very um, controlling. I mean, they, they have ownership of the brand and they don't want to let go. They don't want to let go. I mean, if you trust, if you trust the person you're working with and you, you know that he brings good, um, uh, what do you call it? He brings his, his um, expertise, his, his very high standards. Yeah, just through collaboration, I think you, you, the client should be able to allow the brand person to, to build a brand for them. Of course, if there's something going wrong, do talk about it, but um, just allow the brand person, if he's very good, to do his stuff, and it should get you where you want to go. Mm -hmm. Before you continue, that, that reminds me, sometimes most clients think they know 
what what they want or like they, they have an idea of what the branding process is but you realize that it's just something fuzzy or something a wishful design or concept which will not really be meet the needs of their target market that's just to say just recently when a client wanted a website design the concept and everything was way different from what how he wants his website to market his brand and that's one of the challenges I think we face locally that you have your clients want to one thing that might not be represent their, their brand entirely yeah um, what I learned at least through my journey is that designers and um, well people who are brand developers or brand builders or brand designers should do one thing they should do is arm themselves with the information um, it is one thing that disarms the clients really um, if you were doing a haggling I mean, let me take it back to basics again. If I was designing a logo, well, I don't start designing my logos in full color anyways. Um, we start from a recognizable silhouette or shape that is different from your competition. Well, I'm letting out my Coca-Cola secrets. Um, the human brain works this way. Before we, we form a recognition or we recognize something, we recognize the shape first then the various little elements that fall within that shape, then the colors, then the tastes, then something else. And so we recognize silhouettes first. That's how the brain works. So um, we, in designing the logo, we, we need to start with a recognizable silhouette, black, test it in black and white, and start adding color and the rest to it. You know. So if I was doing the... Um, a design for the clients and we start talking about things like logo color and so I say okay we're using blue and the client says no 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 I want to use pink I know pink won't work for you but then most of the time the designer is not armed with information doesn't know the reason why that pink does not work so if we put if we laid out a color spectrum and put the client's consumers or sorry the client's competition within that color spectrum and say, okay, your competitors are all within the space. And so I think that if we use blue, this is how you stand out and this is how it complements your product. You have just educated your clients and you're more about 90% halfway through convincing him to use the blue instead of pink. So it's also one thing, uh, proposing a color. We work with gut feeling, but I think that the brand developers and brand designers should arm themselves with relevant information to shock their clients or inform their clients. If the client assumes that they know their targets, you, the designer, you, the, you, the brand person, needs to interact with the targets, gets real, real-time information from them and understand what they want, understand what they need, understand their fears, their aspirations, and let the clients know, hey, you know what? Sitting from your sitting room, I don't think you know what this is about, but this is the real situation on the ground. These are the statistics. These are the numbers. These are, you know, so when you crunch all these things together, you make a very strong case for whatever your, whatever thing you're putting across because it's well thought through, it's well informed. There's one gap that I feel exists within what we, what we do. 
you know, assisting what we do today. So um, that's one thing I think brand designers or brand or brand people should be doing. Um, yes, of course, there are some very stubborn clients. <laughs> I know there are some very stubborn clients. I've worked with them. I mean, Lebanese people are very beautiful, lovely people, but I've worked with one Lebanese dude, and gosh, I didn't want to work with him again. I mean, very stubborn. <laughs> you know, I mean, but then, yes, of course, there are Ghanaians as well, like that, who, who are so attached to what they do or their business, and so they feel, hey, this is my thing. When I was starting it, where were you? But really, it's one way to kill. It's one way to kill your business, and then blame the the design people, the brand, or the advertising people for it. So, can, can we really? That's one of my biggest questions. I keep on asking folks too. Can we really, and do we really stand a chance of having a local brand competing internationally? You know, in terms of quality brand designs and all that. Looking at what we are struggling with now, and your companies, if we pushed uh, Echo Bank and Co. Let, let's be careful. What we can see on the market next five years, three years, can we have a global giant brand? Mm. Um, there, there are several factors that um, account for um, a brand becoming um, a world class or global standard brand. I mean, um, if if I go back to marketing, I am not a marketing student, but um, I had to read some marketing. Um, there's products. Price promotion in place, and probably in no particular order. Apart from the promotion aspect of things, which is what the that's where advertising and branding and all that comes in. Um, there's of course um, distribution that's place. Um, if if the brand does not have the capacity, I mean we, we're in this economy, we know how it is like. Um, capacity would have to be grown slowly over time and consistently and requires discipline and a good economic environment to support. So, yes, um, there, are, there are lots of Ghanaian brands that have that potential. I mean, I have a few um, European friends who come down here and they love our shito. But we keep doing the same shito in the same bottles in the same... <laughs> with the same packaging and the same thing. And why why is it that um, uh, Mexican or what American Tabasco sauce has so much prominence in our restaurants or some or ketchup for that matter, which is a condiment like Shito, has has that international appeal. It's it's proper consistent. We have a lot of products here. So many products, there's so much potential over here that can be exploited and um, taken to that level, but we keep getting stuck in that uh, merry-go-round. We we don't sort of launch ourselves off that opportunity. We keep ourselves within that spinning circle, and because we see each other, we are still happy within that spinning circle, but there is another tangent out there, you know, and there's so much potential. There are Ghanaian brands that that can be sold out there like that, but you know, for lack of good branding, and of course, branding alone may not sell, but you know, there are other factors also that would have to help push the brand to an international level. So if you have good distribution, 
you have good um, branding, you have a good product to begin with. I mean, that it will even sell you um, even much further. Thank thankfully, there's social media that's helping people to sell their products across the world. I mean, people are designing and doing things here. I mean, our fashion and um, uh, what do you call it, clothes making and shoe making industry here. It seems some really remarkable um, people coming up with beautiful products and people are taking orders from Brazil, etc., etc., because of social media. I think that's, that's good. Another thing that people who own brands and want to sell internationally should do would be to keep updating themselves consistently on trends and what is going on out there and how they can get better at what they do. That way we don't get stuck in a rut. And because we have one shape bottle, we think that is it and that is it. And we're not getting better at it, you know. But we need to break away from the traditional and launch out into the unknown. If I was starting a shit company, and I mentioned shit so I could stay on shit If somebody was doing shit if a client came to me and was doing shit she'd be scared to see me do something very different for her, you know. Probably shit in a more slender, squeezable bottle. I don't know. I mean, I'm just thinking off the cuff, but they may not be open to those ideas. They're scared. Why don't we do it like um, Jokal? Why don't we do it like Mimi's? Why don't we do it like Gigi's Shito? You know, it's in the bottle, it's in the jam jar, we have the label, we stick it on it. But there are probably other different ways. We look at packaging, we look at mode of, um, how do we say it? Uh, the way you, you, you take the product, there's a name for it, the, the mode of consumption. That alone could be an idea. An interesting idea that we can look at, but you know, usually we are not open to these things, and these are the things that differentiate us from from other brands. I believe that after this 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 podcast, someone will do something different upon listening to these things. This will only even triggers new idea, new way of thinking about products and delivery. I totally love to see people do new and different things. And people ask me, then what have you done, what have you done, what have you done? Um, it's quite a, quite a number of things that I've gotten myself into. But um, like I say, I, I'm excited when I see people develop new products and, and doing well and stuff like that. I, I feel excited that um, we're improving, um, we're getting better at what we do and all that. And I really sincerely hope that, you know, People are inspired and, and moved on and, and spurred on to do more because there's so much potential here. Then, what would be your take-home advice to um, listeners on branding? Um, like I said, um, a, a brand starts really from the business idea. Um, you, the brand owner, have to be. You have to be very truthful about what you want to do and stay focused to what you want to do. And that way, if you give your brief out, it is very honest and very straightforward. And so that forms the basis, that forms the basis for the beginning of a great brand. You need to be honest and transparent and open about it. And um, any product that comes with the intention of just purely making money eventually 
flats out and falls down along the way. But um, good brands are really products or, well, I'll say brands again, that sort of answer a particular human need. Those are great, those are great brands. I mean, if you think of any solid brand, you'd realize they were born out of the quest to answer a particular human need in a different way. And so the, begin, the process begins from there and the rest follows with good branding, with consistency, with um, consistency is always the issue. Consistency is the thing. With branding, it's always consistency. So consistency in the way you speak to your consumer, your customer, consistency with your brand assets, being your logo, your colors, your tone of voice, etc., etc. Consistency in delivery, consistency in how you engage with um, with your audience or with your with your consumer. So these are the very very basics or the bedrock of building a good brand. Um, you can't you can't cut corners with that. You need to start well, slowly, and be consistent with it. It will catch up and catch someone's eye sometime. Kenneth, where can one get in touch with you and consult with you and your company and your services? Um, well, brand publications, we are at East Legon, um, number nine, Leander Street. Um, we're not quite far from um, ANC Mall. And so if anybody wants to reach me with regards to information on branding, etc., um, I'm reachable on 0263-010127. Or you can hit me up um, on Facebook, um, Dennis Gauga, or dennis.gauga at gmail.com. Yeah, um, I'm reachable at any time, any or almost any time. <laughs> yeah. Then I usually do this for all my guests to ask them what would be your billion dollar advice or tip to the world in a phrase or a sentence. I'm not good with speeches or inspirational messages or something that will make somebody go like ah. <laughs> um, well, what I what I would have to say well, the value would depend on who's taking it and whether it's a billion dollar to. SMA or SMB, but um, I, I think there's nothing as liberating as being yourself. There's nothing as liberating as honestly doing what you believe in and going at it. Um, there's too many stories of people who have just literally broken out of the mold and decided to do what they wanted to do and went at it with their heart and soul and it became a success story. And so if you have a conviction within you and you find yourself doing something else or you find yourself doing actually what you want to do, put your heart and soul into it and you'll be surprised, you become the next story. So nobody should keep up on your dreams. Dream big, you know, and you'll achieve it. Wow, that's great. Uh, so in, in summary, I'll say you just need to be yourself. You, you're the best person to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Dennis, thanks so much. This has been great. And you. Thank you, Bernard. Um, thanks for the opportunity. Um, very grateful. And we'll talk again sometime soon. Yeah, great. I want to recommend my books on Amazon for you today. Visit Amazon.com and get access to all my 15 plus books today. I recommend the latest book on personal branding that is Rebrand, The Ultimate Guide to Personal Branding. Get one today and grab a copy for someone else. That is Rebrand. The best is yours.